Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, hello, and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls preview show, supported by Phantom Bruco. Well, it's a kind of like upbeat one I'm going to have here. Nil-nil with Burnley, no shots on target, but we all walk away feeling absolutely fantastic. And to talk to me about that game and our one coming up against Luton Town, I've been joined by the legend, the man, the myth, the incredible. Oh, he's a sensational James Earnshaw <laughs> from the Reading Chronicle. <laughs> Thank you very much for the introduction, Paul. Absolutely no problem. You can send me the £10 via PayPal. There's no problem. <laughs> <laughs> so what were your thoughts on the game on Saturday? And like you obviously spoke to Noel Hunt and the players afterwards. Yeah, it was good. All very, very positive. Um, you know, it's only a point, but it's a clean sheet. The first one since December. November, no, December, a uh, big step in the right direction. Uh, but the important thing now is backing it up, isn't it, really? Because a point doesn't help anyone, uh, really. We're still in the bottom three. We're going to have to pull out a win from somewhere in the next few games. Um, but yeah, something to build on at the very least. Yeah, definitely something. And the positivity and the atmosphere at the game was fantastic. It was interesting to like think about this when we were talking before. If that was Paul Ince, how would it come out of it, the nil-nil? But for me... It did feel very different because we obviously made lots of changes up front. Andy Carroll didn't start, James. I mean, I couldn't see Paul Ince ever not doing that. No, that's the main thing, obviously, is obviously the um, the change in personnel. I don't think a great deal changed. I mean, obviously, they were looking to move the ball a lot quicker and springing forwards whenever they had the chance rather than a bit more slow from out the back. But still a real sort of lack of quality in the final third and a real lack of end product. I mean, the amount of times Femi Aziz crossed it straight to the defender or out of play. I uh, was ripping my hair out sort of in the first half particularly. But, you know, there was a real tempo which wasn't there before. Um, and, you know, everyone loves seeing the youth players and, you know, Mamadi Kamara back from the dead and, and whoever else on the bench that came on and made an impact. You know, it's um, plenty of positives to take. But uh, for me, I still need to see a bit more killer instinct in front of goal because we ain't going to win games if we can't score. You're right. It's absolutely good to see, especially at Easter, to see Kamara rising up like yeah. Lazarus. I just wanted to get that in there. I mean, I don't know why. I just thought it was right. So, yeah, no, it, it was really good. But we must talk about Joe Lumley, I think. I think he's had a fantastic season with us. We all know the one game when it all fell apart for him. But he's got to be in the top three for a player of the season. And he made an absolutely crucial save in the first half of the one-on-one. Mm, his only save yet to make the game, the only shot on target. Now, Lumley's always sort of had a hard one sort of when you look at the stats because 
he has conceded a lot of goals, but I don't think the defence has done anything to help that. And when you concede six or seven shots on target every game, you're bound to concede one eventually, especially when so you sit so deep and you allow all the pressure. He still sort of scares me when he comes out and thinks he can claim stuff when sometimes he doesn't. Uh, and with No Hunt's new style, he definitely needs to work on his distribution. But in terms of shot stopping, I don't think there's any issues with Joe Lumley. And, you know, it's a, very much an interesting question as to whether you would bring him back next season, potentially now he's out of contract at Middlesbrough. I think most fans would be quite happy to see him back. I mean, I'd like to see another goalkeeper coming in as well, because I don't think Bozanis is uh, very good at all. Uh, sorry, Dean. Uh, brutal, that one, I know. But um, it's just the way it is as a fan, isn't it? Unfortunately. So I asked the question what people's mood was on uh, Twitter. And I think this is a very apt one here from Matt in the reply to that question. So I think Wednesday will be very telling. Need to hope that Saturday wasn't just a new manager bounce. Would be good to see us climb out the relegation zone before Wigan and then hopefully be safe by the final day. Would be very nervous going to Huddersfield needing the result. Well, I think that's every single mm. Redden fan there, isn't it, James? I mean, wow. We do not want to go there, do we? Needing anything on the last day. Oh, God, no. No, uh, I wouldn't fancy my chances going away from home and needing something, no matter who it was against, never mind Neil Warnock. So, uh, unfortunately, I can't see a situation in which Reading don't need something, even if it's like to draw or to not lose 12-0. I think they'll still need to go with something sort of riding on it. Um, you know, unless they go and win the next three games, which, you know, as much as I'd love that, I can't quite see it happening. Um, but no, they just got to keep ticking along. They, they need one win, really, out of the next two, I'd say, just to maybe put the cat amongst the pigeons with the, with the few above them. Um, but other than that, one win and two draws heading into the last day, I'd, I'd fancy Reading's chances to stay up. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think my mood slightly improved on a percentage. I would still say the odds are stacked against us, mm. but it's, it's moving in a more positive direction. I'd go like before the game on Saturday, I would have said 75% going down. Now I'm kind of 65 so it's a bit better, James. What's your kind of percentage? Yeah, uh, probably somewhere along that lines. Um, see, it's still only one point. When there's only one point, you've always got to fight its chance. Uh, I'll go 50%. Yeah, well, I hope that we uh, manage to uh, stay up and then we all look back and say, why the hell were we even worried? <laughs> it was no no issue. Well, I had it all under control. Six <laughs> points down. Who gives a yeah? So um, uh, how were the players afterwards? Because they must at least in the interviews that they came across, they seemed really delighted. But Noel Hunt in particular, yeah, he can't have slept this weekend at all, James. Yeah, we didn't come across any players after the game, other than ex-players like Simon Church and Glenn Little. Um, but they, you know, they, they must have been bouncing really, probably shattered because they put so much in. Um, but you know, you got to be happy with a clean sheet and a point against Burnley. Noel Hunt was. Uh, Absolutely shattered, bless him. I mean, he kept us waiting an hour after the game, which is, you know, I wouldn't mind if it was anyone but no hunt. Um, but, you know, yeah, he was good. He was sort of, sort of sitting there and taking it all in. Um, it was quite nice being there so early before the game, watching him do like a lap around the ground, sort of on his own, just in his own little world. Love to see, you know, think what he was thinking, what was in his head as he was walking around. Uh, but no, it's, it's, it's a nice feeling having someone like him in charge and you just hope that the nostalgia doesn't rule your head and... Uh, you know, he's he's capable of, of doing the job. Yeah, well, we'll find out in the next few weeks, won't we? <laughs> no, we all want him to do well, but football is a brutal mm. game. So, 
Luton Town on Wednesday night in absolutely brilliant form. And for me, a little bit worryingly, went to Rotherham and won 2-0. That's the kind of game that shows mm. they are completely still up for the end of the season, even though it's looking unlikely they get automatic. But how do you think it's going to go, James? Seven wins and three draws is pretty envious form, uh, to be honest. Mm. And uh, one of those weird ones where you sort of watch them and they you come away thinking, they always remind me of sort of our team from 2006, where other teams will sort of leave thinking, how do they win so comfortably? They're probably not really actually that good, but you end up walking away having, you know, being pretty convincingly beat. I mean, Kenilworth Road, the other game was dread. It was an awful game of football um, from both teams and you got a nil-nil draw. The one hope is that you can sort of almost bring them down to your level and then sort of maybe try and try and grab them. Um they're a lot more of an experienced squad, I'd say, at football league level than Burnley's, with a lot of young loanies in Burnley's team. So it's probably more of an Andy Carroll game than a Kelvin game. Um, certainly, sort of him going up against that back line uh, with like Reese Burke and Sonny Bradley and players like that. Um, I don't think it's going to be a, a classic. Uh, probably a goal either way. And you know, if you can stay in it late and maybe nick it late on, then you know who knows? We could nick it one 0 maybe. Is that your prediction then? No, I think you could. You could nick it one day. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go 1 1. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess we would take that if QPR were to lose to Norwich. I mean, God, are we going to just draw our way to safety? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, that would be amazing, wouldn't it? We'd just get the Reading, four more draws. The Reading way. Yeah, the Reading way. Yeah, yeah. Tenacity, spirit, and drawing. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. No, that would be good to see. But I think maybe what might help us tomorrow night is that Sheffield United play on Tuesday. They've been playing against Bristol City. If they extend the gap to mm. eight points with only four games left and they've got a far superior goal difference to Luton, that would be nine, essentially. Will Luton play all their first team? I'm not sure. Luton need to maintain the momentum. because if there's, the, if there's one word for playoffs, it's momentum. If they can go into all the games mm -hmm. unbeaten between now and the playoffs... You know, why can't they go and win the playoffs and get promoted? But they don't want to start chopping and changing now and losing that momentum. And then you've got to start getting it all back again for the two games over the playoffs. You wouldn't fancy them in, in that situation. Oh, don't give me reality, James. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I understand what you're saying. I respect that. It's just it's just a vague possibility that we can cling on to, isn't it? So yeah, I'm going to go for I'm going for a blind faith, as it has been for about the last six months. I'll go for 2-1 because I can't believe that we won't concede again. Mm. Um, uh, I know we've got the clean sheet on Saturday, but you know I don't think that's going to become a regular <laughs> event. So thanks a lot for uh, listening to this part. Matt will now be talking to Ollie from the Oak Road podcast and uh, fully up to date with Luton and their fantastic season so far. Let's hope that changes on Wednesday. But good luck to him otherwise because I would love to see Luton versus Bournemouth in the Premier League. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to part two of our preview of the up and coming Luton game. We've, of course, now flipped onto the view from the opposition. We'll be taking a look at Luton coming into the game. And to do so, we have got Ollie from Oak Road Hatter. How are you doing, Ollie? Great, thanks. Um, really looking forward to Wednesday. And thank you for having me on. So we can, so we can have a good chat about how Luton are going to dismantle Reading. Hopefully not <laughs> the case, but will you be coming on, on to, to, to the game on Wednesday or not? Or 
Well, no, no, I don't. No. I don't really tend to do away days anymore. Oh, so it doesn't matter young. then if you. It doesn't yeah, matter if you lose because you're not going to be there. So yeah, it's just we need the points. We need the points. <laughs> Looking at Luton though, joking aside, it's going to be a pretty formidable test. Mm. Third in the table, um, you guys since Rob Edwards has come in have had quite frankly an astonishing season you rattled off a stat just before we went on air um of luton since was it since since the turn of the year and therefore um, yeah since, since the the recommencement of the, after the world cup break yeah and you are was it top so, or joint, second joint top joint mm. top for burnley on 38 points pretty good it's it's not too it's not as as stats go to kind of um yeah not really boost your spirits if you're Reading, but to boost your spirits if you're Luton, that's not too bad. You're definitely in form. I think a winning run of 10 games at the moment as well, I think it is, for, yeah. you, for you guys, yeah. Um, yeah. Wait, wait, you're just breezing past, you're not going to... Well, I told you where Reading were in that table. Yeah, oh, yes, you did. We, we've already previewed Reading. We don't need to know oh, really? that we're 23rd. Yeah, we really yeah. <laughs> yes, Re- Reading are 23rd in that same form table, so unfortunately. But as I said, we've previewed Reading. We don't need any more of that. <laughs> um, so looking at Luton, um, just give us a bit of a taste for the season that you guys have had now, because you're pretty much playoffs confirmed now. I think um, all but a dramatic... I think 10 goal different swing or so and losing every game from here to the end of the season. We'll see you in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. How's it been? It's, it's been amazing. Um, before the season started, I, I, I thought maybe being lucky and I, I'm, I'm a massive optimist. So I, I write a lot of match previews for, you know, different Luton outlets. Um, um, in, in my season, season preview, I suggested a top eight finish. And that was me being wildly optimistic on the back of finishing top six last time. But this this season has blown my mind. It's been insane. Um, I, I thought we were great under Nathan Jones. Sure, the football wasn't that amazing. It, it was kind of, you know, well, Southampton fans that, that got a taste of what Nathan Jones was about. It was hoofball. I, I, I don't mind saying it was hoofball. Um, it was effective though. It was a direct game. It was very effective, but but you know, with the second half of the season now, so Nathan Jones had twenty games, and now Rob Edwards has had twenty games, and there was one game that was managed by Mick Harford that we we drew against Rotherham. But since Rob Edwards has come in, and he was brought in at the the perfect time because he had the entire World Cup break to bed in, get his thoughts across. Mini preseason. Uh, yeah, it was a mini preseason. We we kicked that off with we finished off that mini preseason with a game against Arsenal um, behind closed doors and I think it was a nil nil draw and people were thinking oh that, that that obviously doesn't mean anything does it but it did mean something because it showed he'd managed to get his 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 thoughts across and 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 game plan and how he wants to play um, unfortunately it sort of all unraveled in his first game in charge against Middlesbrough. Where we looked great for uh, for 35 minutes, we went a goal up, and then you know they just sort of battered us the remaining hour. Um, but since then, yeah, it's been incredible. We we've only lost to Middlesbrough that I just mentioned, Burnley and West Brom, and that was West Brom when they were firing 
um, when Carlos Corbran had them absolutely um, dominating games. Uh, they, they've since had a wobble, but it's it's incredible. It's it's just a tremendous run of form. The football has been transformed from from Nathan Jones. Sure, we we still play direct in the sense that we get the ball from back to front really quickly. Um, but it's not a case of hoofball anymore. The ball stays on the floor. It moves through the thirds on the floor really nicely, really quickly. And I'm just so happy that Nathan Jones got nicked from from us because we've landed with, you know, a really good manager. Mm. It's it's a great job. Great job and- from the ball. And probably a great job from Watford as well, the uh, arch nemesis, of course, for uh, taking the genius decision to um, to also sack him after, what was it, eight games or something? Something ridiculous. They did at Watford. Um, mm. Yeah, they had 10 games. They got rid of him. Um, I don't think they even knew what they had, to be honest. Um, How can you after that, that, that short a time? Yeah, they go, they go through managers so quickly. Um but it's tremendous, and, and two games, you know, um, they're two positions lower than they were when they sacked him. He'd only mm-hmm. he he beaten Sheffield United and Burnley with Watford. They should have just kept him, but their loss, our gain. Not complaining <laughs> about it. No, I'm not sure you will be for uh, for quite some time. Um, that that that's for sure. It's um it's interesting with Luton. I mean, when you look at it five seasons ago in in league one league two the season before that but now you almost seem like almost the first team you put in kind of that that playoff pushing team now you're such it's almost like brentford of a few years back if you obviously Mm -hmm. go on to emulate what brentford did and end up getting to the promised land it's um it just you know shows how clubs can be run in the championship um reading and co take note quite frankly um because uh yeah they're almost your archetypal club now luton um one player that has been absolutely pivotal in your rise this season and almost pretty much since Rob Edwards has come in, because I think he had a bit of a quiet start, is Carlton Morris. Revelation, really, of the championship. People will talk about, you know, your, your Victor Jokerezes and your Chubarat bombs. But Carlton Morris, I'll be honest, I didn't have him to be getting 20 goals in the season. Probably not even 15 or maybe even 12. What he's done for you this season, though, I mean, he's proven loonies like me completely wrong mm. yeah no no one thought he would be like that either um and as it turned out we broke our transfer record to sign him um a fee that's reported to be up to two million pounds which is big money for us but it's money well spent um and we, we thought elijah adebayo would be the main man but colson morris has come in and you know, as you said, after a slow start, because I think he came in quite late to preseason. But he's up to speed now, and he's scored more goals this season than he has in his entire career. So it's a very similar case to Tuba Akpom. But I think with Tuba, he, he hadn't scored many goals in previous seasons as well. And he's roughly the same age as Carlton Morris, also a highly regarded youth that, that never really kicked on. But I, we... All of Luton saw what Colton Morris was about in uh, a game against Barnsley last season, I think, where he absolutely skinned Cal Naismith and left Gabe Osho 
on his bum and he did a mazy dribble and dinked over our keeper. So we all knew what he was about last season, but none of us expect him to kick on in this manner. He's been absolutely phenomenal, but it, it doesn't take away from the fact that it's, it's a whole team effort. Uh, Alfie Doughty has been tremendous. Tom Lockyer yeah. has been a rock at the back. Just throughout the team. And, and you can't also forget about Marvellous Nakamba, who's come in on loan um, for the second half of the season as well. And he's slotted in incredibly well. Uh, he's been a tremendous acquisition from us. And he could be the difference between success in the playoffs and, you know, failing in the playoffs. No, absolutely. Um, one player you mentioned there, well known to Reading FC fans, obviously because he came through the academy um, at Reading. Gay, Gay Bosch, um, Gabriel Osho. Oh. Um, oh, got him on. Yeah. I think you think you got him on on, on a free because it was part in, in in that time when we were struggling to sign players and re-sign players because of the embargoes and that. Um, let, let let's compound a bit of the misery a little bit. Um, probably one that Reading have has got away from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I I think Reading did offer him a contract, but they didn't offer him what he wanted. It's not like we could offer him much more. I think you offered him a developmental contract. We offered him a professional contract. Um, so I, there, there are no hard feelings. I feel like, you know, we, we've taken advantage of anyone with, with you know, signing him. Um, he's one that's come along a, a big way in a big way since Rob Edwards came in. It probably helps that Rob Edwards was a centre back, so he's given him a lot of um, a lot of encouragement, a lot of belief. Um, he had a good loan outing last season at Rochdale, but I think they got relegated. Um, but this season, he, he for the first half of the season, he was on the periphery of the of the first team, mainly because we lost Cal Naismith and we were a bit thin on the ground for defenders. But since Dan Potts got injured, um, because we are thin on the ground for for defenders, Gabe Osho has stepped in, and the rest is history. He's been fantastic. He's like a he. <sighs> trying to think of a good example um, because you really wouldn't have seen the best of him at Reading. I know when you beat us 5-0, he was playing right back that day, mm-hmm. but he as a right centre-back, he's marauding, he's athletic, the ball is stuck to his feet and he has an eye for a pass. He's tremendous and I, I have a feeling his contract's sort of coming to the end. I've heard somewhere through the grapevine that we got a year extension, which I hope we activate. But wow, what a player! It's really unfortunate Reading couldn't keep him. He's very good. Reading's loss is Luton's gain, though, has to be mm. said. Um, and I mean, if you get to the promised land this year, who knows? You know, um, it might be it might be a case of that that that's enough to keep him keep him with you, hopefully. Because um, yeah, sometimes players need to move anyway from 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 the clubs that they come through and the academy systems they come through. We've seen it many times with the likes of Jack Stacey, um, Rob Dickey. Um, there's there's a long list of players that I think have um, come through and furthered their careers elsewhere. It's just good to see a, a Reading youngster flourishing elsewhere. Um, kind of other players to to kind of look out for. Obviously, you've mentioned the likes of Alfie Doherty and the like, Tom Locker, um, Lockyer. Um, who would you probably say is 
the the player to watch from a Reading Reading perspective. I know you're not going to like to say it, but who should Reading be marking the hell out of if they're oh, well, If if we go about our game plan right, you won't be able to. <laughs> you know, you won't be able to do anything about the two that I'm going to mention. Alfie Doughty, he missed last game because he had like uh, a gash on the back of his head. He mm-hmm. might be back. He might get rested, and and Amari Bell will play on the left side instead. But what you got to look out for is on the right-hand side, Cody Drammer on loan from Leeds. Two, two wing-backs, that, isn't it? Do, um, yeah. 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 So it's either going to be Alfie Doughty and, or Amari Bell on the left mm-hmm. and um, and Cody Drammer on the right. And they they all have motors. So they're up and down the wing. Um, they like to hug the touchline. So they will be stretching you as as far as you'll go and it, and when the big diagonal comes whether it's played by Gabe Osho or um or whoever's playing on the left hand side Sonny Bradley whoever's there the diagonal will come and you'll you'll have to notice that the, the entire reading team will have to like shift mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll just keep moving you from side to side but it's tremendous and and they will see the most of the ball mm-hmm. whoever's playing left and right wing back I guess it's the advantage sometimes of playing a proper wing back four three. Uh, actually, it's, it's almost four five two. I think you normally play, isn't it? Um, I guess it's the 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 pros of that. If you fully exploit those wing backs, you can have so much width and everything. But um, yeah, um, no hunt. If you're listening, I know you will be. There you go. There's 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 uh, there's your team talk. Get get those numbers pinned up on the wall and uh, mark the living shit out of them, please. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so. I'm going to ask you a couple of quick fire questions. First one, score prediction for two nil. Uh, two nil oh, straight in there, two nil Luton. That's mm. to be fair. I think you're on a winning run of, or not winning run, an unbeaten run of four games against us at the moment. Five oh. if you include cup fixtures. So it always used to be the other way around, but it's kind of flipped in recent years. The yeah. uh, the, the the form book between um, Reading and Luton, two nil. You're saying, mm. yeah. yeah. Oh. I'd love to say I'd I'd love to say that we we could get a win. It's a lot more upbeat since before the Burnley game. I have to say I'm I might go. This is going to be the first time. I can't believe I'm doing this. It's probably going to be the first time I've gone for a draw. I think for some time. I don't well, think. Do I'd... you always do you always go for a win? No loss. No, it's, been a, for... it's, it's been about eight losses on the bounce. I had Paul Insta bloody. To, to predict that was only a loss yeah i like i don't yeah no, no, no hunt's given me a bit of a bounce okay. um i mean give give me another nil nil draw and i'd be happy another another point might take us out of the relegations and i'll be bloody happy with that but to be honest if it's two nil i could probably see that as well um <laughs> like i say you guys second in the away form third in the table overall you know you guys are absolutely flying so the final question Probably the uh, the big question for you this year. Mm-hmm. Do you do it in the playoffs this year? Well, so it's been a very active discussion on Twitter. <laughs> Hype has been building. Or, yeah, because we have we have one of the worst playoff records. Um. We, we had three consecutive attempts when we we're in the conference. Uh, uh, two consecutive finals that we, we didn't win. Um, 
we had two consecutive well before that we had two consecutive playoff semi-final losses and then two seasons after we got out of the conference we lost in the playoff semi um back to my second season following Luton we lost in the playoff semis again um I, I've never seen us um you know the Reading fans can sympathise with that. I think we're up to eight or nine yeah. playoff appearances now with no no promotion, including, I think, four four finals, four losses. Yeah, and no, I, I, I can sympathise with you on that. You're it's not really... It's not building the conf, confidence here in you. I, I, I was quite liking a uh, a Luton promotion through the playoffs, but... Oh, so would I. <laughs> <laughs> a yes, yes or a no, then. Do, do you do it in the playoffs? Do you get to the promised land? Oh, I'll be optimistic. Yes. Yes, that's what we love to hear. That's what we love to hear. Now, I, I, I have to say, Ken Allthroyd in the Premier League will be the most fantastic thing, I think, to see um, ever. Um, because, yeah, it would um, it'd just be hilarious seeing like 900 Man City fans piled in that away and all climbing over someone's back garden to get in. It's brilliant. So. I, I think that I think if they uh, if we do get to the Prem, I think they'll get the whole Oak Road end. So uh, yeah, so it'll be eighteen hundred that they'll get. Fair enough. The fair full enough. the full Oak Road end. There was mm-hmm. a news article the other day that said if we do get promoted, our CEO came out and said um, between eight to ten million pounds of improvements would have to take place at Kenilworth Road uh, between Blimey. the end of the Championship season and the Premier League season. He said, "Gargan, it would be a gargantuan task." And virt- a whole stand would have to be virtually rebuilt. So I have no idea. New stadium. <laughs> well, no, 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 because the, the new stadium's on the horizon. But in ah. terms of financing it, we don't take any loans because we've mm-hmm. been burned financially in, in, in the past. Everything has to be done with money in the bank. So I think the game plan is one, se- one season in the Prem. You know, we'll give it a good shot. We'll, we'll, we'll kick lumps out of like all the big players in there, and then we'll come back down with, um, you know, nice big parachute payments. That's that's the plan. That's the dream. Yeah. <laughs> fantastic. Well, Ollie, best of luck for the rest of the season. Um, I think it'd be fantastic seeing you guys in the Premier League. So, um, I really hope you guys do it in the playoffs. Um, you don't need a win on Wednesday, so just forget about Wednesday's game. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't. It's it's like I say, you, you're there already. Just just rest your players, get, get yeah. ready for the playoff push, and um, yeah, let let's take three points. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, you've been fantastic. Thank you so much, Ollie, for joining us. Um, of course, we will be back following the Luton game, doing obviously a review of the game, looking back on it, hopefully on a Reading three points, but um, yeah, maybe not. Like I say, Luton on fantastic form. There's a shake of the head from Ollie there. I know he's hoping I am wrong on that, but we uh, will. I know you're gonna- be wrong <laughs> <laughs> there's the confidence there it is so um yeah we will we will catch you all uh on that post-match uh podcast and um yeah we will we will speak to you then thanks everyone for listening <laughs>